Blog Talk Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to PGN Tuesday evening. God bless you. Thank you for being here, joining, and bringing your faith um, here in this place this evening. Really like a portal of his presence. And um, I just see a gateway for the Lord to speak and um, to use his voice to bring forth wisdom and light and revelation, healing, wholeness, the shalom, peace of God. So praise the Lord. Uh, let's see. Today is, what is today? Is the 23rd, May 23rd, 2023. 2323. So praise the Lord. Let's um, thank you those that are dialed in. You have your hand up. I see you. Praise God, the Lord knows you, uh, and he loves you, and uh, he blesses you in Jesus' name. And for those that are listening online, we thank you for joining us, or even at a later time, we bless you as well for joining us here on PGN. Uh, Prophetic Grace Network, its founder, Randy Chandler. I have a Tuesday co-host, so praise the Lord. Uh, We can check out the other evenings as well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we take communion together, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there are shows with other co-hosts as well, all a blessing, all filled with the spirit, mature Christians, so you will be blessed whatever uh, evening you can listen or call in for ministry yourself and um, a prayer ministry, and uh, we thank you for joining us, so um, we pray, Father, we thank you for this evening. We just dedicate this evening to you, God, our time to you, Lord. May you be exalted and glorified in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for, Lord, as I open my mouth, that you fill it, God. And we thank you, God, for showing the ways, Lord, and the testimonies and the things that you want to be heard and known and revealed. God, let it come with ease, Father God, and be dispensed by your mercy and your great grace. We thank you for that, Father. Jesus' name. We thank you for your living word, and we thank you for the flow of the Holy Spirit that is creative in its nature, and all that it does, it, it causes a breakthrough and openings for other people. And we thank you, God, for healing, Lord, that even dance on injustice, God, and that you build up the entire kingdom of God and entire households of faith. For your glory, God, in Jesus' name. And thank you, God, for your sustaining mercy and sustaining graces over the household of faith as well, in Jesus' name, and in this place as well. Amen. Well, today I want to talk about, uh, what I was thinking about is not only the voice of the Lord, but just his impressions. Um, I was talking to a new believer, a relatively new believer, and she was, you know, inquiring about hearing the voice of the Lord. And I was encouraging her to um, to obey the voice of the Lord, right? This is what we hear from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Um, if we read Hebrews 1 through 3, I don't know, I seem to say to mention this one a lot, but it's true. So just read that on your own, look that up. 
And, um, you know, when they're talking about the prophets of old had spoken, now it's Jesus, right? And he's our language. I think I'm going to mention that a little bit last week. (laughs) I was going to say yesterday. And so, um, but I was saying, um, so in the Old Testament, you know, the Lord says to the people, you know, like hearing his voice was a big thing and not to uh, resist it not to become hard-hearted and not to rebel or stiff-necked, right? He was very um, animate about those things that when he speaks and we don't do the fullness of what we hear him say or walk that out or whatever, even with his leaders, that um, he is not pleased with that. So he has an expectation when he speaks um, for us to listen and obey. And so I was trying to explain to her at a very early age, right, a very early ongoing age in her Christian walk, which is a good reminder for all of us really um, at any time during our walk, is that um, is every, it's everything. Listening and obeying, that is following Jesus. That's everything. If you hear and you obey, that is following and that's everything there's a mystery to or to obedience you know but it's covering is on us and um and even unbeknownst to you all of the facets and all of the reasons and all of the outcomes but you just maybe hear one thing and you just that's what you heard and that's what you're doing you know and i continue to do in some instances but i was explaining um that to this young believer, that sometimes the voice of the Lord is like an impression. He impresses upon our hearts. And so I wanted to kind of expound on this expression, either on our hearts or on our minds, right? Because sometimes um, the Lord, like you're having a thought and this thought just seems to cross the intersection of your mind, right? It just like goes, you weren't even thinking about something in this thought like zooms right by, right? And sometimes that thought can be, um, or that impression uh, that you're receiving, that thought could be a past word or you're thinking about something that was spoken, something you read, you know, and whatever, like, and then you begin to ponder on it. And that is the Lord, like, inviting you to go deeper, inviting more of you, his impression. He's impressing upon your heart and impressing upon your mind. And I was um, mentioning that even conviction so I was uh, specifically stating that conviction, uh, to this young believer, that conviction is an impression of the Holy Spirit, but that is his voice. His voice comes in the form of an impression, and conviction is one of it, right? And so also um, it can be in our emotions. Um, he can impress upon our emotions even in worship or like in soaking um, or, or whatever it might be as you're meditating or you're reading the word and you just have this like complete re- revelation just drops in your heart, this reality of knowing a deeper facet of who Christ is and that he is with you and that he's, um, I was just listening to his teaching right before I came on here, but that he's like clothed you into his promises. He draws you into himself and then he clothes you into his promises in Galatians 3 says. So when you begin to learn these deeper facets of who Christ is and the reality of how it connects to your own humanity and then how we respond in our spirit, right? So it's good to keep your spirit man, if you will, 
um, nurtured, and however that's best for you. A lot of times for me, that's worship, definitely prayer, the word, all of those things. And um, because our spirit is uh, a fountain, and it, the fountain flows over into our soul, and it begins to strengthen us and begins to uh, renew and wash and regenerate uh, the parts of our soul, right, and make it smoother. And we're created into his image, but then we're becoming more and more transformed into his likeliness and to his traits and characteristics and and entrusting him, right? Because a lot of things come down to trusting the Lord. If you boil it down, um, so John and I were just having a conversation <laughs> about that on Sunday on the way home from church. So uh, trusting the Lord that he's, he's already there. He already has you. And, um, yeah, he will reveal and keep speaking. But he, he, he draws you in. And um, but he's already alongside of you, kind of like, and I was telling John this on Sunday, that um, it's like on the road to Emmaus. Jesus is there walking right alongside of us. Uh, but somehow, because of our own perspective or our own um, disappointment, our own biases, whatever it might be in our own humanity, um, and it's not like, um, here's the thing, too, is that it's not like we have to, the Lord already knows that we're, like, limited in our humanity, but that we're, he's sanctifying it, okay? So the point is being as this is, we're going to have these realities, um, and these, we're going to have these realities about ourselves and where we are. The best thing we can do is be honest with each other and, but especially before the Lord and, um, and allow him. So if we're, if we're just living in this place of our own humanity without bringing that to the Lord or addressing the Lord, then that's only in our own self-sufficiency, right? And we're not trusting him and we're building altars where the Lord, we never sacrifice or yield unto him. And that's not the case, right, with us. We want to be people that are, we acknowledge that, um, hey, like I'm having this moment of like on the road to Emmaus, right, where Jesus told them what was going to happen. So he gave them a promise, if you will, if you want to look at it this way. And, <laughs> excuse me. and their confusion, because it's not like it was supposed to be, as, and they perceived it, but they didn't perceive wholly in the W-H-O-L um, in the sense that was how Christ perceived it and his intention. Uh, so they were limited because, one, he spoke this to them, and they never seen that before. So that's totally understandable, right? He, the Lord doesn't really necessarily rebuke them, although in some ways on the road to Emmaus they were walking away from Jerusalem. So for that, he did call them foolish. I mean, he did say they were foolish. I don't know. You want to call that necessarily a rebuke? (laughs) But he was pointing out that they were 
too much into their own. They were like just walking away from it, walking away from Jerusalem, right? Well, when we're walking to the Lord in those same things, right? That's what the, they were in the upper room. They all had fears and that's why they were locked up in the upper room, but they didn't run away from it. And they had each other where they were processing it through and praying and going back to what they did know. And so on the road to Emmaus, they were just like, hey, this is our perception. Yeah, this is what he spoke. This is what we saw with our own eyes. I mean, I guess the gig's up. I mean, like, didn't happen. Let's go. So, um, you know, for that, maybe, I don't know, there's an assumption there, maybe a presumption I'm making. They walked away. And um, so, and what part he called them foolish, we would have to read that. That's Luke 24, for those of you that want to read that. And, um, but he was walking right alongside of them. But when they continued, so here's the part, and I know this has been um, spoken here from Randy, especially on Thursday nights, taking communion. But when they continued to commune with him, then, okay, so when they pressed back into the things of the Lord, they began to commune with him, and he opened the eyes of their understanding and imparted his truth and much grace unto them and brought them in, and they were welcomed into the promise, okay? And what impression did they have on their hearts? Because they even stated and said, didn't we recognize that our hearts burned within us when he spoke to us, even though they didn't recognize it, but their hearts were burning. This was an impression of the Lord. So his words were something different. His words were something else, but something in their hearts, this impression in their hearts uh, that were burning for Christ. And he was, you know, setting them in order with a passion for him and to serve him and to go out and be a blaze, right, um, unto him. So those are some impressions of the Lord, which are, is, if you will, the voice of the Lord. So impressions, if you have a young believer in your life uh, that recently came to the Lord or you're speaking to the Lord or even really um, in young believers, I try to point out to them too, like, remember when you came to the Lord, how you came to the Lord in faith, you had an impression upon your heart. That's how you come to the Lord, right? And I even encourage them in saying, well, remember when you came to the Lord, when you prayed, when you first came to the Lord, you had that impression upon your heart that was the voice of the Lord leading you by his spirit in faith, and you responded to that. Out of that same response, that's how you should pray to him, realizing in faith I'm coming to you in prayer just like I did in receiving you in the first place, right, in the first incident, in the first time um, that, that, um, that you were together with the Lord or he introduced himself to you, however you want to say it. So, um, I'm sorry, hold on. I got it. I don't know, sometimes these phone lines jump, so I have to, let me just number these callers because, okay. So, anyways, so that's 
that's the Lord speaking. That's the Lord's voice. That's what I would call the Lord's voice as an impression because I don't, I'm not hearing the voice of the Lord. I don't hear, I don't hear the voice of the Lord or, or, or I'm not, <clears throat> or I'm having a hard time with that one. And I think we just need to explain that a little bit more in a way that can be captured in a more practical sense because a lot of people feel the impressions of the Lord especially if you say conviction, because a lot of times this is how they'll open up to you. They'll, they'll, because, because this is precisely how the Lord works in their life, is they do this amazing testimony of how they came to the Lord and actually in many ways rid them of wicked things and evil things that they, had, that they did not know. So he's bringing them into the light and washing them and renewing them. It's completely obvious by how they're sharing and in their testimony, right? And um, I still even receive a healing. Like when I was first saved, I received a healing, you know. And these astonishing things, how the Lord moves. Every testimony is astonishing. And uh, how the Lord delivers people spiritually. And it's, it's, it's miraculous. It's astonishing. It's incredible. Okay? It's just incredible how this can happen spiritually. And then you see it on people's lives you see this you see the light you see the glory you see the transformation inwardly to outwardly right and that's what it is in the i say the beginner's life or the new believer's life is the transformation begins with the lord is doing all of that work he's doing that and producing all of it shutting things off and producing things in their lives. And a lot of times what will happen is the new believer will have a conviction. And they'll start, and that's, well, that's what they start to say. It's like, hey, I don't think I'm supposed to be wearing this anymore. Or I don't think I'm supposed to be smoking anymore. Or, hey, you know, I think I had too many drinks. I'm feeling conviction. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, my friends are going here. They're really good friends of mine. But I don't want to go to that place anymore. I'm feeling convicted, you know. Um, and that's generally very much what the Lord is doing and very much that the Lord, they're anchored in the Holy Spirit. So it's good to communicate with them. So you're going to communicate with them, not in a way that is religious or righteous or, you know, correcting or self-condemning in any way. You always want to encourage them that they're connected to the Holy Spirit and connect their faith to God. Listen, what's happening? That is an impression of the Holy Spirit and an impression is the voice of the Lord. This is what you're hearing. So regardless of what my opinion is or anybody else, you know, you press into the Holy Spirit is speaking something to you and pressing something upon your heart. The best thing you can do is obey that. And listen to that, because what you're doing is you're cultivating the voice of the Lord. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit, your relationship and your walk of faith, you better believe that it's more based on hearing him and obeying and responding, because that's what a follower does. That's what a follower does. If you don't teach these young believers to follow and make that preeminent, you know, in them, you know, because the Lord will draw them to his word or they can grow in his word. Or if they're not hearing, you know, there's a season and you're still in their life and you cross paths again. Well, hey, a lot of times as well, the Lord speaks through his word 
you know, how are you, are you in his word? Are you in any type of, you know, how are, are you fellowshipping with his word? How is this happening? You know, you can listen nowadays, you right? They have things that we didn't have back in the day necessarily, but uh, where you can listen to his word, you can read his word. You know, there's those Bible apps that actually read the word to you. <laughs> there's plenty of things, you know. And so, um, so there's those things, but we want to encourage them. You always want to encourage, uh, especially a new believer, that they are hearing from the Lord. You want to give them that assurance again of even their salvation, right? What happened to you is real, you know? And so what you're doing is establishing that assurance of their salvation when you're saying, listen, you are hearing from the Lord. This is the Holy Spirit. You know, because they might even ask you for um, your opinion on something like, hey, do you think I should still be um, wearing this, you know, maybe tight jeans or something like that or whatever they ask, whatever the Holy Spirit's convicting them of. And it doesn't matter what your opinion is, honestly, because if the Holy Spirit is convicting them of that, that's what they need to listen to. That's what they need to listen to is to follow his voice and not to say anything else other than encouraging a person to listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will take us through times of consecrating us, right, and talk about fasting. And, you know, and sometimes you share that with other people. If they're not there yet, they're like, oh, you know, that sounds religious. That's not, No, 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 no. You need to follow the voice of the Lord is leading here. Okay, what are you, what are you doing? Tell me, like, but if they're doing it and they're feeling condemned, then that's different. Okay, then we have to say, well, hold, hold back a second. Let's look at what you're doing. So what's happening? What's going on, right? There shouldn't be condemnation coming from obedience. Okay, that's not of the Lord. There shouldn't be a mix in it. If there's a mix in it, then there might be some religious spirit there, like, yeah, or other workings are happening um, there as well. But God wants to communicate with us. He wants to reveal himself. This is why he sent his word. This is precisely what his word is for. I've heard testimonies of people saying, well, just go read the word and find out for yourself, you know. And they learn and come to know the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God reveals himself in his word. We've heard this plenty of times, multitude and multitude of multitude of times. And, um, you know, we stand firm in our conviction and our testimony because we are salt and light. But we want to, you know, it says Jesus was filled with uh, grace and truth. So we want to speak grace and truth. Um, to people, and I think a lot of day, a lot of times now, people sometimes are they go easy on the truth without making a clear parameter um, on that. So, anyways, so we need to keep directing people um, as they're asking and encourage others when they're coming or, or if someone haven't heard from the Lord. And okay, so what? When was the last time? Here's another question I ask: When is the last? time you've heard from the Lord? What was the last thing he said to you? They might not remember the exact last thing he said to you. They might remember an experience. 
And I'll say, when was that? Like, was it two months ago, six months ago? When, when was the last time you heard from the Lord? And then they so what was happening during that time? Oh, well, I lost my job. Okay, if this is, if this is the case, like if they give you an incident, of something that rocked their world, okay? I lost my job or I had to move to another. I didn't want to do this. My husband did this. I didn't want to do that, you know, and then wearing credit cards out or whatever this incident is or whatever. They may have something against the Lord. They may have ought in their heart against the Lord or unforgiveness towards if someone else led them to this particular thing they didn't want to do. You know, their company, their spouse, their friend, you know, betrayal, whatever, whatever. You know, so those are some things that you would want to explore as well. And then get them back. Okay, so, right? And then you gently walk through that because you're redeeming. You're redeeming and restoring. This is the nature of the Lord, redeeming and restoring and sanctifying, redeeming and restoring and sanctifying by his grace and we just love people and we let the Lord redeem and wash and sanctify um, and we love them and ask the Lord to, you know, change our perspective if needed. You know, just like on the road to Emmaus, he changed their perspective to his perspective. They changed, he changed their hearts when they communed with him and when we commune with the Lord and ask him even to change our perspective over something we don't think is supposed to be happening, he will do that. He will do that. So when we thank him for it. So another impression of the Lord, if you will, could be an aroma. Okay, you could smell an aroma. This is an impression of the Lord, an aroma. Also, an impression of the Lord could be to do something. Like, hey, I feel like I just need to pray for this person. You know, actually, and this reminds me, because I was asking the Lord, even um, when I said I do write testimonies, come up with how to connect these. So uh, this friend of ours that we used to do ministry with many years ago, um, I think she still lives in Florida with her son. Anyways, she um, she came to mind about something, and then John and I were walking. I think it was yesterday or over the weekend or something. We were walking um, down by this river. There's a big long trail, and one of the people that walked past us, this this woman's like framework and her hair reminded me of this woman. And uh, so this morning, uh, my husband was talking about something. And I said, and then again, her name came up, and I said, oh, she used to say that. And then I was like, you know what? I think I was supposed to pray for her. I just got this impression. I think I was supposed to pray for her because, like, this, the Lord impressed, impressed upon me, right, another being that looked similar to her framework and her hair. And then I had thought about her, and I wasn't putting the, them together until just this morning. So then we prayed for her together, right? So the Lord could have you to pray um, one time the Lord impressed upon my heart to pray for America. And so when I started to pray for America, and I think I've shared this before, I said um, I was going to pray for, pray for America. I was dedicating it to the Lord, telling him I was going to pray. And he told me, well, no, not just America. I want you to pray for the Americas. 
So North America, Central America, and South America. Oh, oh, okay, the Americas. So I had the map. I've shared that testimony. I finally got the map he wanted me to have in this space. And I would lay hands on the Americas and pray for them. And I had an impression, and I would just follow the impression of the Holy Spirit praying for South America. So I was diving into South America, praying over South America. It was a few months later that it was, we were invited to take a mission trip to um, South America, Bolivia specifically. And, um, and in this trip, what happened was I ended up the youth, I, I think I've shared this, this is actually one of, um, this is back in 2013, and um, I actually called in as a listener, and Randy prayed over that trip, I remember that. It was only my probably second or third time calling into PGN, but um, I had listened here and there and would pray for the other people when they had a prayer request or needed intercession about something, um, you know, I would pray. And so, um, so they, the youth pastor had something came up or whatever, and he couldn't make the trip to, to uh, teach the youth. So they asked me to do it. And I said, well, that's fine. I'm not necessarily a pastor if you're all good with me teaching them I'm all good with preparing and going so um, we did there was a handful of us anyways so I was teaching these um, young adults and they were kind of I mean I must like I think there was like 12 of 12 of them and um, so they were like I felt like they were my disciples in some way honestly I was kind of identifying with Jesus in some ways because we were near some water we were on this deck anyway it was good well at the end they had um, and at the beginning too at this conference it was a conference being held for missionaries uh, and they needed a refreshing right so we were teaching their children and those that came to the conference so um, um, they had this wall on this, like this, like, I don't know how, how you say it. It was a movable wall, but it was, um, had these little pockets on it with everyone's names on it. And they called it the Barnabas wall. And they asked you to, during the conference, during the week, to write an encouraging word at any particular time you wanted and stick it in a little pocket with the person's name in it. And, um, and then when you leave, there was a bag and you would just take the notes and stick it in the bag that had your name in it and take it home with you. Well, um, at the end of the session, and I taught on hearing the voice of the Lord um, to them. And uh, some of them were very interested. Others, just like every answer was Jesus. (laughs) I don't know where they were. So um, I don't think they wanted, some of them, I don't think they really wanted to be on the mission field. But anyways, um, they, but all had good hearts and were very, very good um, people. And so one of the very, one of the ones that I opened, this young gal, she was in high school, said, this is incredible. This one blew me away. I was like, oh my gosh. She prayed and asked the Lord to send somebody to her because she wanted to learn to hear his voice more or better or something of the sort. But it was very distinct. And, um, and she was thanking me for coming 
to South America. And one, and I know and what was impressed, if you will, upon my heart was that I think the Lord moved me to pray for South America to prepare me to be the person to answer her prayer, to be honest. I think her prayer moved and just shifted everything. But the Lord certainly did prepare me um, for what he was preparing me for. Definitely that happened. But I think somehow there was an alignment and a shifting happening. And it was incredible. It was an incredible testimony because I felt like, I really honestly felt like he answered her prayer so that she could be more tethered and more connected to the Lord and knowing she's hearing from the Lord, she's asking, and he's answering. And this really manifolded his grace to me and to her. So it was really um, an incredible trip, an incredible um, experience to go and, oh, anyway, but. So, so sometimes the impression can be to do and to go, right? There was one time I went to the grocery store. I, this will be my last one. The Lord impressed upon my heart just like this sadness and this overwhelming, like, um, just this overwhelming burden of sadness. And I couldn't, I knew it was stronger than what I was feeling, and I knew it wasn't my feelings, but I was able to identify the feeling. I know that sounds weird, but it's right inside of you. And I knew it wasn't me, though, that I wasn't feeling that way, but I could identify what my spirit was feeling. Okay, that might be a more clear way. And so um, when I did, and then I asked the Lord, Lord, what's going on? What's happening? Like, what's going on? Who's feeling like this? that I need to intercede for him, like that much I knew. And then the Lord, you know, um, you know, impressed upon my heart or whatever his voice, um, told me to go, he's like, you know that chicken you want to use for tomorrow or whatever? Go to the grocery store tonight. And he told me which grocery store to go to. Go get it tonight. Like it was always this, like this function to go get it. Like you need to just go get it. And I was like, okay. So, um, and like a strong unction, just go, go get the chicken tonight. Just go up to the grocery store and get it. And so I ran into another intercessor from uh, my past church and I, and I said to her, like we ran in and she ran into her and I was like, oh, I just came up to get this chicken, but I felt impressed that the Lord told me to come on and said, hey, let me ask you a question. Are, is there any way that you're feeling anything similar to this? And I kind of described it as best I could. And she's like, oh, my goodness, yes, and then some, you know. And um, so, so I really think the Lord sent me to run into you, to speak into you and to pray. And to, so she was incredibly blessed, as you would imagine, the Lord um, meeting you in the grocery store, <laughs> knowing the weight of your heart and sending another intercessor. Um, before you to help carry that. So those are hearing the voice of the Lord. Your testimony as well is good for a new believer um, and sharing um, the outcomes and tethering them, right, to the balance of the word and the spirit as well. So praise God. Thank you for joining us. Let's open the first phone line. God bless you all. So uh, 972-365. Good evening. Is this this is Rhonda from Texas. Yes, ma'am. How are you doing, Sister Deborah? Yes, ma'am. Good. How are you? 
I'm doing well. It was a good word that you shared tonight. Very good word. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed yes, it. I'm yes. glad it thank, thank, you. You. thank you for reminding us and thank you for encouraging us. Yes, absolutely. Well, let me pray for you. Thank you for joining us this evening. God bless you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mute you on my end. I know you might do it on your end, too, because I know sometimes you work. So I do appreciate you joining us every time that you can. So, Father, we thank you for Rhonda, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord, um, just how he can carry you. Um, And even the things, you know, our burdens, even the things in our hearts or the things that weigh us down, he's able to carry those. And not only carry, but send a refreshing rain, you know, um, and that, um, I want to say restorative, but that's not like the... um, refreshing and the rejuvenating um, type of rain, right, where it refreshes and it settles the things and the dust in the air and it settles things. And then there's that, even that aroma, right? And I think there's a song because there's a scripture, I think, um, about what comes after the rain, you know, and um, I can't think about words to it. Um, but that is his presence and his impression, how he supplies for us, um, even in nature, but how he, how he supplies for us in our burdens to carry them um, and to sustain us in every area. He sustains us by his grace. It says his grace is sufficient um, for us. So we thank you, Lord. And whatever, um, whatever that burden if there's any type of burden, Lord, or whatever she's carrying, whether it's for herself or another, Lord, I, I pray that you, um, Lord, would um, speak to her heart, the wisdom of her heart for your perspective um, and your outcome, Lord, and changing her heart. And it's not necessarily just changing the circumstances or the way things are supposed to be. God, but that she would truly see um, your revelation and your wisdom and your perspective, God, change her heart. You know, a young man was baptized on Sunday, and it was very humbling for me because I was having this conversation with the Lord. And this is one thing the Lord is showing me, Um, you know, even in my own perspective, like where I'm limited, if you will, or I have biases, even have biases over like certain particular sins, if you will. And I think maybe we all do. I don't know. Some are just really more offensive than the others. And, um, but like a bias over, okay, so anyways. Um, But this young man was being baptized and he had this list. And I love that the church gives people freedom to say what they want before they're baptized. I so love that. Well, he had this little list talking about who he was, and he was saying, like, I was, I'm prideful, I'm, you know, lustful, I'm jealous, I'm, you know, regretful, or whatever. He's doing his list of who he was and the things that are in his heart and giving over to the Lord as a new creature, creation. And, but at the very end of his list, and it was like a paragraph, he said, um, and Lord, you became the very thing that you hated, you became. 
And that really struck me, you know, that really actually that like nugget of truth hit me and I really need to face the things like my biases, the things that I hate about a certain sin, if you will, or my biases about sin. The Lord wants to actually change my heart in that to his perspective because he became the very thing he hated, he became. And so uh, that has my mind and my thought. And how did how how did you do that? Like how 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 did you do that? <laughs> and to be transformed and to carry it, the weight of it and the gravity of it. And I don't know that I'm ever going to understand the depth of how Christ did that, you know. But um, I need to understand my own heart and my own ways. And so um, I thank you, Lord, for as you show um, for Rhonda, you show her the depths of your heart and your wisdom and your revelation and your understanding, God, that it expands the places in her heart to know you more, God, and to know you for who you really are. You know, I think we're all growing and who Christ really is. And God is expanding that within us for who he really is, you know, because we have, you know, limits and teachings and then different things. But, hey, or this is the way I've always done it or always understood how to pray or understood this. But the Lord is really expanding those places, you know, and it's like, um, you know, kind of like in a cartoon, you see a bag and then like, it's like movable. There's things that are moving in there. Like it looks like the things are coming alive, right? It's expanding. It's trying to um, <clears throat> take shape, get more room, move around in there. And, um, you know, some things need to get out, right? And some things need to be received, put back in or spill out. Or, or whatever, you know, but like how it's this functioning and pliable um, place that's being molded and shaped. And that's how our hearts are. And we really do need to, it's a good place to be when the Lord expands our hearts, you know, because then we come before him and uh, we come before him and every place really, like almost every conversation becomes an altar before the Lord. And, you know, his, you're inviting his presence into that. And it's a, it is a, a way, um, not a way of, but it is a forming and a shaping of humility as well. But um, there's something about it that really brings in the presence of the Lord. And um, I'm just saying, even as I'm saying that, I... Um, I have an unction that you really know how to do that. I uh, like even maybe with evangelists, like that is a tool and a gift and equipping that you have, but also the Lord using um, that in different ways with the Lord expanding your heart and you being able to um, share and speak on those, even as it's happening, like you might not even have the full understanding of this expansion, like the full teaching and the full happening, 
but you're sharing in the midst of the transformation, in the midst of what's happening, what God is doing. And like, you know, some people refer to it as a half-baked potato, right? You're just speaking on it, but you're willing to share. I'm willing to share this potato with you, you know? Um, But that bringing in the presence of the Lord, um, and then he has the freedom to do what he needs to do in the other person's heart and the other person's life and to draw that person in. And there's something very like uh, loving about that. Like, Hey, you know, when we're open with other people and vulnerable and I really need to do this more, I definitely do it here. And I love this place. I probably could do it here more, I think too, probably, but, um, but you know, just that place of it's drawing, again, it draws people in and, um, and not just identifiable, although that is one place and that is very good with um, evangelism so people identify with you. But then when you're speaking on that, I don't even understand the whole thing of it either is that how, how it brings in the presence and then what the presence of the Lord does to the other person um, and then through the workings of the spirit in their life and the presence of God. So, I mean, maybe that's yet to be seen, yet to be testified on, but um, very cool. So, praise God. Yes, and thank you. Thank you for that word. I'm going to go back and write it down, listen to it and write it down because, you know, I was uh, we're having a little bit of trouble with my oldest granddaughter that's 14, and uh, she grew up in a place of getting everything. She basically grew up around us, but she spent a lot of time with her dad and her dad's mom. So everything has been given to her. So now when she can't get what she wants, she starts rebelling. But I was just sharing with Mm. her just the other day because we had to do like a little intervention with her that Uh I remember growing up. We remember growing up. Now, we got the discipline part of life, meaning if you do this or you do that, you're going to get a spanking. Being disobedient, you're going to get a spanking. You know, doing what you think you want to do, you're going to get a spanking. But we never got the words. We never got the mm-hmm. scriptures, the, 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 you know, the God aspect of life. And, that, and I was sharing mm-hmm. with her, I said, I wish we would have had that because we grew, we grew up knowing not to dis, be disrespectful, not to do things we shouldn't do, but we didn't grow up getting the word. We grew up in religion and in a church environment, but people were still all over the place. And, you know, you try to, because, like, today when you talk to people, you really have to be mindful and careful of what you say because if people's hearts or their, uh, God hasn't opened up their understanding for them to receive it, they'll take it as, like, sometimes as judgmental. And it's not that you're being judgmental. You can just share testimonies of what you done been through, and you know it was the grace of God that brought you out of it. And like my grandmother, I mean, my granddaughter was telling me the other day, you always think this is demonic and that's demonic. And growing up, we didn't really know about demonic or demons. But like the stuff you see today and the stuff you experience today, you're able to see it. And uh, I'm going to ask for prayer for her as well as uh, Sister Evelyn, because Sister Evelyn hasn't been feeling too good. She's been having an issue with her voice. 
But I'm I'm gonna get back to what I was saying. Me and my husband, uh, his coworker just lost his wife at 29 years old. Well, last year oh she had a no. baby, and the baby put so much strain on her heart that it caused her heart to just shut down. So, wow. fortunately, she was able to get a heart transplant because four hearts came available. Well, she got the heart, and she started living with the heart, but she it was still things that she kept doing that she shouldn't have been doing. Well, make a long story short, she went into the hospital last Monday or Tuesday and walked through the front door and collapsed, and that was it. That heart played out. And uh, we went up there Saturday because they had her on a machine and kept her on a machine until her family could come, and we went to go and pray for her, but also they were unbelievers. They were atheists. So that's, wow. uh, I, I thank God for what he shared for you because I was so hurt when I went in that room because to see the kids mm-hmm. crying and to see them having to say goodbye to their mom because she had a 16-month-old wow. and then the other kids were her stepdaughters, but they were like eight, nine, I believe. But to see those kids crying, knowing that that was it, it was just so hurtful, but it was like I also felt like I was in a place where I felt hopeless or helpless because it's like God's will is that none perish, but we all come to receive eternal life. And I know God has yeah. been using me in the last six weeks to go and pray over uh, my granddaughter's grandmother's sister, Sherry, who has almost fully recovered. She's feeding herself wow. now. And my heart, my heart was just so hurt because I'm like, Lord, I know Jesus resurrected people in the Bible, you know, that was sleep. You know, he said yeah. they were sleep. But I just felt, like, hopeless at the moment because I'm like, Lord, I know I've seen you heal. I know I've seen you deliver people. We're just a willing vessel. But it's like, what do you say to these people? Because my husband, he shares Christ, you know. He lives Christ. Uh, when he's at work around people, sometimes they laugh at him. Because he's going to share, you know, things about the Lord yeah. to them. But, like, sometimes they just don't listen. And that's even like me at my job. It's like, you know, when people get mad at you, they, they kind of make a mockery of you or ridicule you, ridicule, yeah. ridicule you yeah, because sure. of who you are and who your faith is. So, I, yeah. like I said, I'm going to go back and write that word down because I don't, you know, I, I just, I don't ever want my heart to go in the opposite way of where God needed to be. And I want to be a vessel. I can't tell people what God want to hear. God can through me. You know, I'm a vessel. I can yield myself over to him, and he can speak to these people. And he can, you know, encourage them through my vessel. So um, I just want to thank you, you know, for being so faithful to the things of God that, you know, you are honest. You know, sometimes people uh, share a word and give a word, and they're sometimes share with people what people want to hear, but sometimes we have to have the truth. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. our prophetic words may not always be what we want to hear, but like I said, at the end of the day, God wants to see us do better and not be in these places and, you know, be a certain kind of way because I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off. It's a young lady that I bring to work every day, and I know she, uh, I give her a ride to work, and I know she struggles with marijuana because when she gets in the car, I smell it. But she's like a single mom, she's struggling, and I'm like, Lord, I know you allow her to get in the car with me every day, but what do I say? You know, what what, what do you, not what do I say, Lord, forgive me. What is it that you want to say to her? What, it, what how You set this up for a reason. 
But like I said, I don't want my heart because I, I don't judge people because I've been through hell and back. Excuse my language. I've been yeah. through hell and back, and God delivered me yeah. from that. I've been in the world where everything, it's maybe two things that I haven't done, but I did a lot of stuff, and I share my testimony of how God delivered me from this stuff, you know. Grew up in church but still didn't know Christ. But I just want to be in a place to where God can use me. I don't, I don't want it to be any or uh, either I be usable. I say I be usable. But I don't want to be in a place to where, you know, uh, that I'm in the way of God trying to reach somebody. So I just wanted to share that. And like I said, I wanted to get prayer for my granddaughter, Chrislyn. She's 14. And that spirit of influence is just coming for her. And then Sister Evelyn, because she hasn't been feeling good the last week. So I wanted to get prayer for her as well. Okay. And then did you say your oldest granddaughter's name was Chrislyn? Yes, ma'am. Chrislyn, K-R-I-S-L-Y-N. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, I wanted to make sure I got it right. And then Evelyn. Okay, got it. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad that you uh, made it tonight. So God bless you. And I'll close your phone line, and then we'll pray um, for your granddaughter and Evelyn as well. Thank you. Yes. God bless you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, too. And um, God bless you in all of your ministry. You're a very um, um, selfless person. So God bless you for that. Uh, May he richly reward you. Jesus' name. Um, So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for Rhonda's family bloodline, God, and how she stands in the gap, Lord, for her children and her children's children. God, all of them. Father God, we thank you, Lord, uh, for her obedience. Lord, let it reach a thousand generations. God, let let Rhonda's obedience reach a thousand generations in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we stand in the gap on behalf of Chrislyn, Father God, and ask you, Lord, um, you know, I know Evelyn would just to, um, in that place where she has the authority to um, repent on her behalf, God, and ask for your forgiveness for the sin of rebellion. Um, that has taken her, God, that has influenced her in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we um, plead the blood of Jesus over her mind, Father God. And we pray, Lord, um, for the things, Lord, that, that will not be lost in their generation. They will not be lost in her salvation, Lord, but they would be regained, God. So we thank you, Lord, for drawing back her mind and her heart. God, give her a heart of flesh. Lord, um, and we thank you, Lord. And Rhonda's right that we um, can speak, Lord, but it's got to be the providence and the sovereignty of your grace that blesses her eyes and her ears to hear and to see and to know and to have the courage to be yielding and understand her need for you, God. So we ask, Lord, that you would uh, preserve her way Watch over her, powerfully shield and protect her um, during this time, God, as you're teaching her and leading her, Lord. We pray, Lord, uh, that you would bless her eyes and her ears to hear and to see and to know, God. We ask these things in agreement over Kristen's life, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, just for her practices. Let her begin to see the practices of obedience to all authority, those um 
in her home, those in school. God, the blessings that come with listening and obeying, God. And you teach her, God, teach her in your ways in such a way that unlocks her heart to you, God. Just like you did with me when I would say, how come my father isn't this? How come my dad, I would wish my dad was more like this. And then you completely unlocked my heart and spoke to me and said, you know that father you've always wanted. So Lord, unlock those things within her that lead um, to you, Lord. And we thank you for it. And we trust you and thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we pray for our friend Evelyn. God, that you would bless her, Father God. We pray for the healing balm of Gilead to touch her throat, Lord, to be like um, honey, Lord, upon her throat, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your healing. We thank you for sending forth your word, Lord, that would respond, Lord. So we speak to the vocal cords, Lord, her thyroid, God, and all the aspects of the esophagus, Lord, and the swallowing and her Adam's apple, God, all of the aspects of her throat to line up with you, Father God, and for your healing, that it would respond. God, we release it um, in Jesus' name and the faith of God, we release the resurrection power to touch her throat, God, and to bring forth healing, God. And we thank you, Lord. Let there be measurable, verifiable, and sustainable um, increase of health and healing on Evelyn's behalf, God. We ask these things in agreement with all the saints, for your glory, God, and just like, um, and we thank you, Lord, we just begin giving thanks to you for healing her throat, God. We thank you for the measure of healing that is sustainable. We thank you for the measure of healing that is verifiable for Evelyn, Father. We thank you for your healing balm and touching her throat, Father God, and the healing of faith, and just like the healing of honey, God, um, upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, thank you. Thank you for calling. Okay, let's move to um, our next caller. Uh, 251-342, good evening. Who am I speaking to? Where are you calling from? Hi, Deborah. This is Latrice from Alabama. Latrice, thank you for calling. God bless you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. Lost somebody. Okay, never mind. Okay. Uh, let me mute your phone line. I'll be right back. I mean, yes, I'll be right back. So, Father God, we thank you for Latrice. In Jesus' name, Lord, we just lift her up to your kingdom, God. We thank you, Father God. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in Latrice's life, Father God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for making a supply for her, God. We thank you for her reverence for you. In Jesus' name. So the Lord, I've just seen him filling, um, like, in your reverence for him and then filling you up. And then also um, placing your feet, you know, directing and placing your feet in specific places, on specific steps, if you will. So placing your filling and somehow okay, filling you up in this reverence that you're giving to him, right? You know how, like, and um, they would take their hat off, right? People take their hat off. Um, 
out of reverence and respect for someone. So you're like taking this hat off, uh, sort of in a, a token of reverence to him. And he's filling that up. Like he's taking the hat and he's filling that up. Um, and then also there was something with your feet um, and, the, and like filling that up. So in the placement and in the steps of um, filling that up as well. So Lord, we thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit for her to walk, God, in the power of your Holy Spirit as she brings reverence to you. Lord, first and foremost, as she comes before you, comes before your kingdom and before your throne of grace, Lord, offering her reverence to you, God. Even your tithe is a reverence, the Lord just said. It's a reverence to him um, and him filling you up and then um, filling your steps and your feet with his weights. I don't know. I've never seen or heard anything like that. And filling your feet, um, filling that and with your steps. He's filling your steps. <laughs> so thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for just filling her up from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for her, um, even her heart, that is, um, you know, bowed before you and recognizes you um, in Jesus' name. So even, like, throughout your day, this is so me just praying for you going to the altar and reverencing the Lord. But I also see you recognizing when the Lord, um, you know, not necessarily passes you by, but he, his presence um, comes near you or you recognize the Holy Spirit is in the room or in that place or on the street or whatever, like in that moment, you actually give him reverence. Um, so when I mean he passes you by, I don't mean he's leaving you behind. I mean, he, his presence crosses a, across your presence. And whatever that is in the daily, in the dailiness of your task, in the dailiness of your responsibilities, and the movement about the city, the movement about your responsibilities. And when he passes by in that sense, you, your heart recognizes that and it bows and gives him reverence, even in those moments. You know, even if nobody else recognizes it you are participating with that and the Lord recognizes it and sees that. And just like the Lord says, or the word says, like go into the inner room and close the door. Right. So, um, and there your father will reward you. So in the inner room, you know, for us, it can be in that inner place where nobody else really knows that we just, what we just spoke to the Lord, that inner place of, um, where he resides that really truly nobody can touch where our faith resides and where it burns within us right and how we activate it and these living waters and participate with it and release it and ignite it and all of those things um that um you know that you're activating that and you are participating with him in that and giving him the reverence in your inner place um throughout your day and he is the rewarder he says he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek me so we thank you lord um that even as that she's at your throne 
Lord, because um, this word says there at his throne that we receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. So by coming to his throne and then being about your day, you're finding his grace and you're finding his presence um, and you're reverencing that in your innermost being. And um, he recognizes that and he rewards that. He rewards that when we, you know, take our hat off to give him reverence and respect and do and acknowledge, hey, we're lining up. Like in this presence, I'm lining up. Everything in me is lining up with the presence of the Lord. I'm going to respond to the presence of the Lord with reverence. So praise God, Lord. We thank you, Father God, um, for just um, even giving her the desires of her heart, God. And not asking amiss, Lord, but those things, Father God, were that she places in you, Lord, and that you've clothed her with the promises of Abraham, God. And we thank you for that, God. Let those things um, come forth as seeds and promises and new life and new growth, God, um, and just coming forth for your honor, God. And we thank you for protecting the new things, Lord, that they will not be trampled on, God, but let that be protected even by your angels, God, um, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, amen. God. That was wow. a word. That was a word, Deborah. And I do most of that constantly today. Regardless of where I am and what I'm doing, if I feel his presence, I will acknowledge it in Jesus' name. Wow. So wow. Praise the uh, Lord. A very wow. long time. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Wow. <laughs> and I need to know if you will agree with me. I need, uh, I'm seeking clarity on an issue. Uh, it's almost as if it is trying to, um, I won't say overwhelm, but occupy my mind, and I'm, I need to be in another direction. It's trying to make me go to another uh level of thought and I need clarity concerning it. Okay. Okay, so clarity over uh, clarity, clarity over decision of thought or concerning that matter. Okay. A permanent matter? Mm, Is that what you said? Or, or uh, pertinent? Yeah. Yeah, it could, yeah, it's permanent. It could change, but at the moment it is so. Okay, did you say um, clarity and thought over a direction or over a decision? Uh, We'll say a direction. Okay, that's what I wrote. Okay, so let me pray that. Thank you so much. Okay, God bless you. Thank you. And I close your phone line. Thank you for the privilege to pray with you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so um, 
of truth, Father God, we, we thank you, Lord. We just lift her up to you um, and pray in agreement, Lord, asking over clarity of thought for her, God, and uh, whatever direction or whatever she has need of, God. And, and let this be an area as well, God, that she would um, find your grace, Lord, in the clarity of her thought, God, that your grace would be upon that and she would find it. Lord, just as she is asking and seeking, Lord, and knocking, Lord, um, let her receive and um, find your grace on the clarity of her thought, God. And we thank you, Lord, for bringing resolve to whatever this direction is that she has need of, Lord. And um, we just pray for the peace of God, Lord, that surpasses all understanding, Lord, and that she would meditate on your word. And she would meditate on, um, as Philippians says, whatever is good and pleasing and perfect and noble and worthy um, of you, Father God. And anything else, Lord, that she, um, that brings clarity into her thought, God, we, we thank you, Lord, for bringing that forth, Lord, in Jesus' name. And, or if there's any obedience, need to take obedience over any thought that is not of you. Lord, so we thank you for even teaching her and growing her through this in such a way, God, that the capacity for clarity um, grows and expands as well, God. And yeah, and even might even be teachable for other people as well. Like if somebody else asks for that prayer, or you could say, hey, this is how I learned to get clarity of thought, right? So it's not necessarily, it's a nugget, you know, in that wisdom and that is helpful that might help somebody unlock something um, in that. And, you know, one time I heard, it's not necessarily clarity of thought, but this is more like on peace. So this is what I heard one time from, um, I think it was John Bevere. He didn't know what to do over a specific situation. And they were very close. And I I don't know if it was a job or whatever it was, but um, so, and he didn't know. So he just asked the Lord, he knew the Lord said in his word that he leads us out with peace. So what he did was he put the two words or whatever the decisions were before him. And he said, Lord, do you want me to, I don't know if it was a job. We'll just say it's a job. Lord, do you want me to take this job here at the dairy barn or whatever, you know, or do you want me to take this job here at IBM or whatever? And so um, he, after he, said each one. Well, he, he did one, okay, and then he stopped, and he waited inside of his spirit and his soul to see if, um, okay, to see if he, if he was receiving peace. So it says, Lord, do you want me to take this job here in the north? I'll just use north, in the north. And then he waited for the, he waited and kind of drew on what was happening, listening inside of him, or do you want me to take this job in the South? And which one he had more peace with, and then he went with that one. That is not every way to do it, <laughs> like a, um, but it is a nugget to help in certain circumstances. It could help with people. So I think that you're going to learn 
um, like the Lord's going to show you some things where you're going to learn to get clarity of thought. That's going to be a useful nugget even for other people to help them in times, right? It's not going to be an all or nothing thing. Like if you don't do this, you won't have clarity. Or if you don't do it John Bevere's way, you're not going to have peace. That's not true. But it's a nugget like, hey, this is like another tool or a little nugget to be useful. Okay, I need to move on. So thank you. That was on me more than anyone. So 828-989. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Deborah. It's Jennifer from North Carolina. Well, nice to have you. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Let me unmute your phone line. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Uh, For Jennifer, Father God, we just thank you and lift her up to your kingdom, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. So I'm hearing some, like, drums, but it's the drums where the people, like, have that, um, I don't know what kind of drums those are, where people use their hands, and they're, like, sometimes you see them in other countries, but sometimes you still see them in church, like, I don't know if that's, like, a bongo or something, I don't know, but it's, like, a drum, but I'm hearing the sound of a drum, but seeing that particular instrument, I think they use animal skin over it or a tusk or something. And that, so I'm hearing that, but it's like in a, um, so you're in the place before the, before the Lord and his kingdom. And it's almost like I'm hearing the sound of this drum being played and I can't see it, but in my mind's understanding, there's a circumference of these drums um, that are playing and within this sound. Um, Now, I don't know if this is significant with the type of drum that it is um, and like what's being heard. And um, I mean, it doesn't sound necessary. It doesn't sound, um, how do I say, disturbing. It is a good rhythm. Let me say it's a good, it has a good rhythm. Okay. It's keeping with a rhythm um, of the Lord and I'm hearing the sound. So we thank you for that, Father God, in Jesus' name. I felt like that took me a long time to explain that. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for um, just the sounds and even the vibrations <clears throat> of heaven and the sounds that come forth, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Oh, so yeah, it's like also an entry point as well. So like, you know, the, the word says to enter his presence with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So I don't know if there's people like in other countries, I don't know if you're interceding for another country, um, but like a um, entry point for them and being thankful for your prayers or thankful and something that you're contributing to the kingdom of God on their behalf. Um, but associated with you because you're keeping even too like again with that like rhythm of heaven. So I'm not sure what that is like. Whatever you're participating in, I I, I don't know. But I want to say I have this. I want to say it's something with other countries, but it is a participation. Somehow it's being affected. Other is being affected by that and just the rhythm of heaven and the entry point of thanksgiving. 
um, as you enter in and, you know, whatever it is you're offering unto the Lord, it has this a rippling effect, um, and others are being affected by it. Again, and I think it's even reaching other countries, <laughs> which is, this is fascinating to me. So thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for this rhythm. We thank you for the heartbeat. God, we thank you for the response, that heaven responds um, to the prayers of Jennifer. Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, and just the entry point of gratitude and thankfulness, God. We thank you, Lord, um, that her prayers are availing and effective. Um, in Jesus' name, wow. And her intercessions. Why well, I say prayers, but intercessions. Okay. So, wow. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Well, I'm going to have to. Yeah. Definitely going to have to seek him on that in the word. That's pretty interesting. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> But I was like uh, yeah. when you were explaining it, I could actually hear him myself, which is oh. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that is cool. But it's also, I feel like confirmation because I've never mm-hmm. really heard anyone say anything like that or describe anything like that before. Because um, I thought, oh, well, maybe she's involved in something's happening. She's involved in another country or something like something's going on, you know. But um, mm-hmm. but for you to hear, uh, to me, that's confirmation, something, there's whatever that rhythm and heaven and the response of your intercession and your prayers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Definitely. I feel like he's, yeah, wanting to speak to me about that. So, yeah, praise God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Hmm. So how are you doing? Um, it's a pretty good day today for the most part. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I am actually um, have some time alone with the Lord. So I'm just, I'm seeking him already, like just the two of us. And um, yeah, just really expectant, expecting him to show up in this next week. In a pretty incredible way, so. Oh, good. Oh, praise yeah. God. For that. Wild. Very good. At a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, good. That'll be a good thing. Yes. Yes, much needed. Much needed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you were talking to this thought is coming through my mind as well as um, an elephant when they are looking for water Mm -hmm. they actually take their foot and they like bang the ground the land and they can feel the vibrations of where the water is and I feel like 
this is a part of your intercession too with the Lord, like in the land, when you pray in the land and those vibrations of um, like hitting the well and finding the places um, to connect with the Lord, but like you're drawing from the wells and you're drawing from the places in the land that are like, uh, I want to say prosperous because water is right. It's, it will prosper other things in the land, you know, so I'm saying that and prosperous, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's something to that when you pray to, like the land is even responding. And um, mm-hmm. there's a response there as well, because I know that word that I just gave was some type of response, but, um, yeah, the land, oh. like, yeah. Wow, yeah, something just clicked, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. I feel like he's kind of giving me discernment on the drums and that. Oh. You know, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure I understand what he's speaking now. What after you said that, it just kind of became clear to me. So, praise God. Yeah, it definitely has to do with intercession over a city. Um, yeah. Yeah. Click it first, but they have like this drum circle. Um, and I used to drive mm-hmm. around and pray. It's a lot of witchcraft and um, yeah. Yeah, I, this is confirmation. I can I can actually see it. I'm having a vision right now. So thank you for oh, adding the elephant. Yeah, the very good. Thing just, it, well, it, um, yeah, there was just, something to that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, it came to my mind, and then and then like it came to my mind, and then I was seeing it so clearly. I was like, oh no, I need to say this because I even felt like mm-hmm. the Lord say she'll connect it, like she'll connect the uh-huh. sound and the rhythm. If you, yeah, so anyway, um, so praise the Lord. That, that was cool. Little yeah, thing it there. was. Because I, after, <laughs> you know, I heard it when you were saying that you were hearing this drumming. I actually heard it. And then when you mentioned the elephant, it's like, that's where I've heard that from. <laughs> so, oh. drum circle down there. But, um, yeah, oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, amen. Praise God, Lord. You are incredible. You're amazing, Lord. How can we pray for you? Um, Do you have any prayer requests? Um, Just this time with the Lord, that it be just that he lead and guide my every day, um, that I would be stepping with him and that, I mean, he would schedule whatever he wants me to do and just that it be very fruitful and what he wants, not what I want, but what he wants. Okay. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Look, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to close your phone line and then um, pray for you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. I'm a privilege to pray for you. Bye. Okay, thank you. That was pretty well. So, Father, we thank you for Jennifer, Lord, and with all the other saints that are praying for her, God. And, Lord, as she enters this time with you, Lord, we thank you, Lord. Let it be uh, with ease 
in your presence, Lord, and the oil of your anointing and the gladness, Lord, um, that comes with seeking you and finding you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, as she is just dedicating this time and the leading and the guiding unto you, Father God. Let this be uh, as um, where you say in your word that you've prepared us in advance for good works, you know, that we would bear much fruit. God, and so we thank you, Lord, for these times to bear much fruit um, that you've prepared in advance for Jennifer, God, for her and her household, God. And we thank you, Lord, um, just for those who will partake of her obedience, of her sacrifice, of her intercession, and of her fruit, God, her fruitfulness, God, those that will partake. Lord, um, and utilize that. God, let them let that leading be in their footsteps and guidance in their in their ways as well. <clears throat> unto her, God. So and so be it. Unto her, according to your word, in Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, five zero four two eight two. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Good evening. This is Nicole from Louisiana. How are you? Thank you. Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Okay, let me um, close your phone line and pray for you. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. So, Father God, we thank you for Nicole, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, we bless her with the blessings of the Lord upon her. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Father God, just for saturating her, you know, and let's see the word like um, kind of like I do from heaven, but like there are these big drops of um, like almost if you were to draw a cartoon thing or draw a picture, a big like raindrops or water drops or whatever so like they're big and exaggerated and inside of that it's you know is the water but it's also like this dew from heaven like it's very precious and um, specifically for you to refresh and what it contains even like some anointing refreshing um, washing and um yeah, definitely refreshing, even for um, not just your spirit, but also for your soul. Like, you know, when you drink a big, tall glass of water, it's just refreshing. And you feel, um, you know, it's just refreshing, satisfied and refreshed and revived. So uh, we thank you, God, for that. So I'm saying three, like usually I don't know if that's because they draw them in cartoons like that or on paper like that. But I'm seeing three of those. So we thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, And just hitting the mark for for Nicole as well, God. Jesus' name. And even the, so, so while that is all those, are important in what I just shared, but it's also something has to do with and receiving those has to do with the outcome um, of what they will bring. So these things, you know, come upon your life, come upon you, 
fall upon you, come upon your life, even though they fall upon you, but they're intended for you. And, um, but they're needed also because they're going to bring the outcome. Um, they produce an outcome um, as well. So we thank you for this outcome that you're producing on Nicole's behalf as well, God, through these dew of heaven and this refreshing and your anointing. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. Yeah, so it's producing, it's producing an outcome. Okay, hold on a second. And um, you know, like the water, the water comes to the earth and then it produces, right? It produces and it quenches, produces in the land. This water literally is producing something and producing something in you. And, um, and the outcome is first and foremost in you, but then you're like, because um, the Lord's made us to be his vessel, we carry that to other people, you know, or we administer that to other people in some way, shape, or fashion. And so um, we thank you, Lord, for what you're producing, what you're bringing, what you're prepared, and what you're producing, and the outcome. So there's something in the outcome, because I know that's the first word that I said before I said producing. There's something, whatever the outcome is, is I don't know what that is. Like that, to me, that it's, like from me saying the word, seeing it and saying the words, that part's completely hidden from me. Like that's a mystery to me. I don't know. Maybe you know what that is because you've been asking. I don't know, but um, whatever the outcome is, that is in the Lord's. Um, he has that hidden from me specifically of what that is. But, um, but we praise God because we know the Lord is fantastic and a good shepherd. So. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I received that word. Thank you so much for your prayers. Um, I certainly do feel like I need a a refreshing um, fill. I'll be going on a fast soon. Um, So just asking for prayer for um, just, you know, just strength through that and, um, I'm sure I'll definitely be receiving that that refreshing. Yeah, I'm just going to say, I think probably the fast is preparing you for what he's got prepared for you. (laughs) Whatever's coming from heaven, a do from heaven, yeah. And maybe, who knows, maybe that is, maybe that's a play on words, like do of heaven, but let me see this. Um, I thought there was something in Galatians. Let me see here. Um, Nope, that's not going to work. Okay, that's not it. I thought there was something about... uh, Yeah, if I think of it, I'll share it with you. Let me try one other thing. Um, try this. 
Oh, you know what I need to do too? I have this on Amplified. I need to get off of that because it's going to mess up where it leads me and sends me. Okay, hold on a second. I try this again. Uh, I guess maybe this is what I was thinking. Galatians six nine, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. But there was a word in that that I gave. Um, there was a word in that that I gave. Go <laughs> this out there. When we came back and. Uh, from Israel that the Lord was going to there were things that were due people whether they were like a um, the Lord was going to um, like a not necessarily like a rebate like he was giving things back to people like a rebate that were due them and this is the season for them to reap that and things that maybe you know maybe they had grown weary in a certain way but the season whatever was due to them, rightfully do them, do to them, excuse me, um, that it, like, again, like it was uh, like a, what did I just call that? Not a refund, but a, a rebate. rebate, like that, t- yeah, like that kind of thing, like you are going to receive something that's due back to you um, during this season. So there was like a play on words there. So I don't know, let's just curiosity let's see um, I'm just going to kind of put that in my notes curiosity and let's just see if that happens um, I'm going to put rebate and maybe it's somebody else but I had had that word on um, a thing that I was doing um, and somebody contacted me like years later or like I don't know this was years later at least a year later six months a year later she said hey listen to that word it was so spot on the word <laughs> And she, like, gave a testimony, you know. And I was like, oh, that's weird. It was like that word was, you know, like that was, mm-hmm. didn't seem current even, you know, but it stumbled across her path. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, maybe the Lord wants us to stumble across that. So let's just see what happens mm-hmm. with that even in your, in your fasting, you know, if there's some type of rebate that you get, some type of mm-hmm. something due, due back to you, you know, that is due mm-hmm. back um, unto you. Amen. Yes, I praise God. Okay. Yeah, let me pray um, for your fasting and uh, your strength through that. That's very cool. So God bless you for that, too. Yeah, I really love what what the Lord's doing in our hearts and how he's leading all of us, really. I, I enjoy listening to that and those sharing and being humble. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, for Nicole and the, her fast that she set before you. We thank you, Lord, for strengthening her, undergirding her with grace and strength, Lord. Um, and we thank you, Lord, that you are the ruler and the master over her flesh, Father God. So we thank you that her flesh will come into alignment with what, how the Spirit is leading her um, and be obedient. And uh, we thank you, Father God, for a disparate outcome, God, truly, God, an outcome of a dew of heaven, God, even if she is due back something in this season, Father God, that refreshes her in a way that only you know uh, she needs, God. We, we pray this, 
Lord, let the word of the Lord come forth on behalf of her, God. And even more, God, do, do more than we could ask, think, or imagine on Nicole's behalf, Father God. And we thank you for every provision and for the impartation of your wisdom and your fellowship and your communion, God, and opening um, her eyes, God, to your wisdom and your revelation and greater understanding and expanding her view and perspective to your view and your perspective and growing in her knowledge of you. God, let it grow in her knowledge of you. In Jesus' name, amen. And we'll all take some of that, right? All of us. Okay, 402-214. God bless you, Nicole. Thank you. So, uh, this, I believe, is Sharon. Is Yes. Hello. Hi, Deb. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm listening to you. I'm so glad you took my call. I was oh, gone earlier, so I couldn't call earlier. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're but I'm fine. Grateful. You're fine. Thank yes, you. We're grateful you're here, too. Yes, let me pray for you. Hold on. I'll be right back. Father, we thank you for Sharon. In Jesus' name, Lord, we just lift her up before your kingdom. God, we thank you, Lord, for the things that you're weaving in her life and through her life, God, and and that even um, that it's sustaining. You know, the weaving is like, it's more than not, it's more, it's, it's not necessarily like a net, you know, because a net has holes in it, although it can capture a lot. But this weaving is very much more like, like, like a basket. So it is the tight, um, taunt weaving, you know, and the connection points that are holding together that he's fascinating. <laughs> And weaving together. So we thank you, Lord, just for even this reed, like I'm seeing the reed and almost even can smell the reed um, of what he's weaving, um, you know, and it looks like it's a beginning point. I know that's how I'm seeing it, but um, so we thank you, Father God, for doing that work inwardly um, within Sharon, Father God, of what you're weaving together in her life, God, that that really truly sustains her, Lord. Um, you know, and I feel like, um, you know, the human language is, I just feel like I'm limited in my words. Like I, I sometimes when I'm sharing with people and what I'm seeing and how I'm like kind of in some ways experiencing it, for lack of better terms, is I definitely feel like I'm limited in my English language to describe so because it's more than a sustaining it is sustaining but it's more than that and I cannot for the you know I I don't have a better word for that and I don't and I, I think I say that too because I don't want it to be where I just use a common word and then it really gets overlooked what he's doing because it's so intricate and it's um, like detailed and purposeful for you to really help you, you know, whatever it is that he's weaving in there that's going to sustain you, right? So when we have a basket um, and that reed is like mostly to carry, but there's some beautiful, you know, there's, it's beauty. There's beauty in what is handcrafted 
right? You are the workman of Christ, and he is handcrafting um, something within you that is purposeful for you to carry and to, for, well, to sustain you for what you carry, you know, what he's purposed you for and willed you for, which is really a beautiful thing, you know, and maybe not everyone will see it, um, but you will know that it's there, you know, like some people do things with great ease or seemingly it seems great ease, but they're actually, you know, then we discover further on down the line that there was like great sacrifice behind it. There was great suffering behind it, you know, like people that are very anointed and whatever, you know, there's a lot of suffering that happens, you know, or, um, again, a great sacrifice, you know, you don't see it. They just learned to be so graceful in those areas. Seemingly, again, it looks like um, it was with ease, but yet there was a lot of, you know, a lot other stuff going on that's prepared them to be that type of vessel, you know, and, um, and so I see that in you as well, that maybe not everyone will see the parts that took the most work um, for you to be an offering for the things that have He's woven together as his workmanship um, and that, that you offer to other people. And that's okay because the Lord knows that, you know, he did his work in you and you permitted it and you allowed it. And then you become that vessel. And um, so we just have to be careful. All of us do, especially when it's a place of sacrifice that, um, you know, because suffering sometimes has a beginning and an ending point. Definitely, there is an anointing on all suffering, I believe. But the sacrifice part is that um, we have to be careful that we don't go into, like, a sense of entitlement. I guess is the lack of any better way of saying it is because then we're... Um, you know what I'm saying. It's like when people pour themselves out, pour themselves out, pour themselves out. We have to be careful to go back to the Lord and know that he is the one filling us up. He is the one dispensing through us. We're the willing vessel. He can take care of us. He knows what we need. You know, we need to remember Um, those of us that are sacrificial, to remember to ask of the Lord. Ask of me. He tells us. He invites us. Ask of me, and I'll give to you, right? Even he says, ask of me. Ask for the nations, and I'll give it to you. It's like, holy cow, really? I mean, ask for the nations? Well, um, that's a lot bigger than I was thinking, you know? I just needed to, you know, pay rent or whatever, you know? But he teaches us to ask and to think, to expound our thinking and to the kingdom thinking for why he came. Global thinking, even globally, but certainly personally he wants to care for you. But even global thinking, that you have a place globally uh, to serve the Lord. I mean, that's how big he wants us to think and to ask of him. And I love that he invites us to ask of him because it's like then we get to and this is maybe more on females than males but then we get that place where we can practice asking and then it gets bigger and then it grows and he shows us you know uh in that place so 
That's very, very cool and precious. Oh, yeah. I could just listen to you forever. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's just awesome that God would yeah. consider me, you know, that he would do this for me. I think the word you were looking for was humility. We have to keep humility. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, that is a, when, you're absolutely spot on. Yes. When yes, he gives us all that, friend, you know. That is it. Um, well, well, I was going to ask you to pray for, yeah, I'm asking for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's pretty, mm-hmm. that's a pretty big ask, and I'm a little timid to ask um, uh-huh. from my past experience when I've asked for something like that, mm-hmm. but I specifically, you know, the good counsel and w- wisdom and good counsel, um, that's the first and the third, I know. I can't remember what the second gift is, but okay, um, hold on. Let's you. make sure we get up. Yes, and I do want to pray for you for whatever you're asking the Lord for. And are you? Uh, I just want to make sure we're on the same page of this because um, so you know where he says, um, but he says so his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Well, what verse are you using? Much me ask that. That's what I should be asking. I don't know. Any, I don't have any idea where it is in the Bible. I just know there's seven okay. gifts. Okay. So hold on. Let me go to Corinthians 13. Let me just see if this is where you're because I know there's I know there's people out there right now that are shouting at me. So they, I mean they're oh, yeah. saying. You know, if I was raised a good Baptist, I would know all this. Listen, I do not affiliate with, <laughs> no, I, say, I definitely have crossed paths with um, the Baptist, but I I was not raised Baptist. Um, no, I was not either. You were raised Catholic, weren't you? Yes, I was. How come this is I have to out? share something with you. Yes, I need I to share hear something. I search for this. Yes, please do. Okay. Pope John Paul, you remember him, right? I mean, he was our Pope for 20 years. Real sweetheart. Everybody yeah. loved him, even any any religion or not. You know, they all loved him. He had a planned visit to Indianapolis for something, and his guards and the police and everybody came into the church to search it to make sure there was nothing there. You know, before he came, okay. and they had police dogs there to sniff around and make sure there was no people hiding. Yeah, yeah. And this German Shepherd police dog, and I have, I've seen a photograph of it, went up to the sanctuary, and you know what that is, where they keep yeah. the Eucharist, the communion went to that and sat and stared. And that is the sign for that trained dog 
to show the master that there's somebody there. And this is the truth. That dog sat in front of the Eucharist, in front of the sacristy, and just kept his pose, his position, what he was trained to do. If he found a person, he's to sit and wait, you know, pointing uh-huh. to where it was. And that's what he did, saying, indicating that there was a live person there. That gives you goosebumps. <laughs> so he was bowing at the presence of the Lord. Yep. And so what did the trainers do? Did they understand? Yeah, yeah, they understood. They I mean, really? they they had no choice because the dog, you know, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, was responding. He was responding. He, yes. He was, he was trained, you know, and... um. I, I'm guessing the dog knew who it was, you know, or what it was, but I don't know for sure. All I know is that the dog <laughs> believed it was a human in that Eucharist. And yeah. you couldn't see that so, behind him. Yeah, yeah that's isn't cool. that cool? So, how long ago was that? When did that happen? Recently or? Gosh. Oh, no, because John Paul was alive. John Paul II oh, was alive. Okay. I'll way back. Oh, I'll probably okay. find the okay. story for you. Um, yeah, I'll the, send the link. I'd heard too. about it. What? I'd read about it before, but I just saw it again. And it was okay. titled, uh, you know, Police Dog Finds Jesus, <laughs> you know, was the title of the story. Oh, but I can, I can Google that. I'm going to write that down. I think that story was, I don't have TikTok, but I think that's where it was originally posted. Okay. And it was, um, but that was the title, Please Dog Finds Jesus. But I thought that was really cool. It reminds me of my own dog, Beauty. You know, when she was a baby, not a baby baby, but about six months, you know, I took her up to church because I wanted to meet with a priest friend of mine. And. I'd never been to his church, so I went in there, and there's nobody there. I mean, it's empty. And as soon as we walked in, she went nuts. And, I mean, she was running in circles, looking up, you know, looking up all over the place, um, very upset, looking at me, looking all around. She was so upset, she peed right there on the carpet, right next to the baptismal font. Um, I was so embarrassed of trying to get, you know, wipe up the things. But I realized later, you know, because she kept looking up, you know, I'm thinking Mm. she wants to see the angel. Because, you know, dogs Mm. are just, um, animals are more sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, they are. My dog, yeah, yeah, they do. You know, now she's fine. She goes to mass with me all the time, but. The first time she was in there, it's just she went nuts, literally went nuts, and and peed right there. I thought, oh God, father's gonna kill me if he finds out. <laughs> so I'm just like That's grabbing right. paper towels and trying to wipe it up, and oh, poor baby. I was not very happy with her, but I didn't realize it until later what was going on. It had to be it. Yeah. There's nobody else there. 
no no noise, no nothing. <laughs> well, listen, okay, so I have the, yeah, that's, I like that, those kinds of stories because yeah, I nobody, nobody can argue with a dog. No. <laughs> that's been trained, that's no. been trained to recognize a, a, a presence a of a being. A living yeah. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pretty cool. Okay, so I'm, yes, I'm, thank you for sharing that. I'm uh, Googling this because in the Bible, um, it does talk about the spiritual gifts. Like, oh, let me just do the, see, so that you can, okay, so that I can explain this, and then you tell me what you want me to pray for, and I just want to honor that. So there's 12 spiritual gifts in the Bible. It says the word of wisdom, but I'm not done. So don't, this is the word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing, so discerning of spirits, and then tongues. Okay. So, but in the Catholic Bible, it is different. You're right when you say, because it comes up here and says the traditional Catholic is there's seven um, gifts of the Holy Spirit. And those are, let me just, okay, those are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, so now some people understand these to merely be examples of the Holy Spirit's work um, through faithfulness. So, the gifts of the spirit in the Bible. There's also another place. It's not telling me uh, like the charismatic gifts. Healing is the gift of, of the spirit. Yeah. So the charismatic gifts are a word of knowledge, the increased faith, like the gift of faith, like at a different level. The gifts of healing, uh, gifts of miracles. Again, prophecy, discernment, spirit kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. So are there any in there in the uh, first Corinthians uh, yeah. one twelve? I used to pray, re- I prayed I'm... about Yeah, I prayed about seven years for the gift of discernment and I didn't know what uh-huh. that was when I was praying for it. And I got it and it scared me to death. And Mm -hmm. I was, I just was so attacked. You know, the more I prayed, the more I was attacked. And I was kind of, I was a coward back then. This was so long ago. And I did not know what was going on that I really, I retreated. I didn't pray so much. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad about that, you know, Um, if Mm -hmm. I had only persevered. But that's what I am praying now, though. Because I do need, I want to make the right decisions and I want to be able to, there's so much evil around me in this city that I really mm-hmm. need them. And okay, if so God let's will. Just pray. Yeah, let's pray for the, the gifts and, and the ask the Lord yeah, to give you the gifts that you have need of in the land's that you live in. Uh-huh. Yes, that's a good way to do it. Yes, whatever I need most. Yes. Yeah. And um, and then the other, so I wanted the, to prayer for my friend again, Kevin. Okay. Uh, where, let me see. Where 
are you on my paper? Oh, here you are. So, Kevin. Okay, and then, so I'm, so I'm reading from, so, because you can find in your Bible, 1 Corinthians 12, and then also Romans 12 has some stuff in there, too. So you can read that later on your own, so that when you discover okay. your gifts, you can, te- can tether it to the Word of God. Right. Okay, so, Father... Oh, let me um, let me mute you. Thank you so much for joining us. We do have one other caller to um, pray for. Six zero eight nine six zero. I'm coming at you as soon as I'm done praying for um, Sharon. So thank you so much, Sharon, for joining us. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. So, Father God, we thank you for Sharon, Father, and we thank you, Lord, her desire to seek you, Lord, and the gifts that you offer, God. We thank you, God, and you are so incredibly generous, Father, in all that you do, God. And you thank you, thank you, Lord, that even what she is seeing and learning and knowing, God, and, and that might even still be a part of discernment, um, like a low-key discernment, God, but she needs for her city, God, we pray that in your gifts that you would administer um, and bestow upon her, Father, what she has need of um, through your gifts, God, through the impartation of the Holy Spirit. God, even baptizing her in the Holy Spirit, Father God, in Jesus' name, to give her the empowerment, Lord, to um, administer your gifts, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, for blessing her and teaching her and showing her, God, according to your word. God, who you are, Lord, and even in your gifts, your expression and your, your motivational gifts and, and, all, and all those things that encompass her, Father God, we thank you, Lord, um, for what she already has, God, but we thank you, Lord, um, for what she's asking and how you're preparing her, Lord, um, for the city, God, in Jesus' name and in the land, God, and to recover and to redeem and to even qualify um, certain areas for your glory, God. And we thank you, Father. We just um, pray First Corinthians 12 and Romans 12 over her, God, and that you would dispense according to your mercy and according to your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. And we pray for her friend, Kevin. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are the author and the finisher of his faith. Lord, I pray that you would make things even in his life. Like, that, Lord, so I don't know if it's a balancing, but make things even, even things out for him, God, even out his path, um, where he walks, Father God. Make that level. Make it even, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord. Um, we thank you, Father God, that he would lean upon you. Lord, that he's learning to even lean upon you, God, that you make that level um, and even, God, like even his spiritual walk would, is on a level place, an even place. He's making it even. I don't even know why. It's like I want to say level because that's what it looks like and that makes the most sense. But the word even, he wanted me to say even. So there you go. God bless you. Amen. Okay. Uh, 608-960. Good evening. Hi, Shannon. Um, did you say Jonathan? Shannon. Shannon. Oh, Shannon, I'm sorry. I can hear um, 
Oh, some background is okay. Shan, not music, but background noise. Okay, Shannon. Okay, thank you. And you just want prophetic prayer? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, I'll come right back. Thank you. I'm going to mute you for a second. So, Father, we thank you for Shannon, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your kingdom, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the generations. Lord, we thank you that generations will not be lost. God, we thank you for the connection points um, and fastening things together, Father God, for your glory. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, um, I don't know if you're an uncle um, as well. I know, um, of course, you're desiring to be married and to carry on generations. So we bless, we bless you with that and your, um, and your ways of the Lord for the generations. We thank you, Father God, just for blessing. We bless his generations, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you for the fortitude and the steadfastness. God, we thank you for being steadfast, that you are his true security, peace, and rest. Um, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, and for the preservation of the word of the Lord to come forth on his behalf. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. You know, I don't know if... Um, you have, like, I'm seeing, like, one of those cork boards or one of those boards, one of those, oh, like a vision board. People call it a vision board. And, um, but I'm seeing, like, all the prophetic words that were spoken over, um, like, your wife or been, that have been declared or um, prayerfully prophesied and released, you know. And, like, they're almost, like, I see you cutting things out like and then putting it in columns okay so I don't know if this is literal or just figurative but putting it in columns you know like okay these are some attributes these things are helpful for location and it's like almost like taking these words and putting it together where it becomes a map for you to investigate um, and also to pray over um, you know how the Lord how the Lord is leading you for you to clearly see it and understand it, to take it in. Right. You know, like, and this is not like a crime scene or anything, but you know how they do that in a crime scene where they just put everything out on the wall, everything out on a board. So it's very familiar. It's very familiar. The knowledge becomes secondhand, second nature, so that when it comes across their path, even if it's in a distance or if it's in their like, um, what do they call that view where like it's not in front of you, but like, like you just recognize it, right? Like, Oh my gosh, I see it from a distance, you know, and you begin to see it, it comes to the forefront and closer to the forefront and closer to the forefront. And I know even some words have been spoken over yourself, um, you know, how the Lord is preparing you and what he's doing in you. Like, and even seeing a column for that. Okay, Lord, like well, how, how can I participate with this, if you will, you know, or, you know, um, whatever was spoken over you, but being able to recognize. So anyways, I'm seeing you like, like the word has been written out, but then you're cutting out certain words, like certain specific words and putting things in columns, like again, like traits or attributes. Um, and you're putting things in order. Now, again, I don't know if this is literal or figurative, 
of, of what, you know, just like putting things in order. So whatever you can, if the Lord starts to bombard your heart and your mind with, or if he has, with um, words that have been spoken over you and to put things in order and to be able to recognize them um, sooner and to put them into place, you know. And so sometimes, because we all have a different way of learning, right? Some people are just vocal. Some people are visual. Some people are order. Some people are both, right, where we need to do both. I think we all learn in all those different assets, but we, facets, but we also have an emphasis in which is easier for us and more, like, quicker, you know. But anyway, so this vision board, again, with these words, and there's something, too, about, like, writing a word out and praying over it. Um, you know, I know I've recorded them on my phone plenty of times. I've plenty of words, but every time I do an update, they erase my titles on it. It's so frustrating. So I've been typing some out lately, and then I have this folder on my shelf, and there's some words where the Lord will say, I, literally, he said to me, I don't want you to put that word on the shelf. I want you to pray over it. And so when I'm seeing it, and I'm reading it, and I'm praying it, then I begin to see it um, taking place in the natural and and how it's um, even not really what I thought. Like, oh, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have put that with this particular situation, but actually now I'm seeing it. Like I'm seeing it there. And, um, and part of it is seeing the word come into action, to come into play. Now, I don't know if there's something on that for you even specifically, but um, I, I say that um, to put the Lord. So, Father, we thank you um, for Shannon, Lord, and, and what you're doing in his life, Father God. Um, and just even this vision board, Lord, and what you have on there for him. Even, you know, your hopes and your desires, you know, I, I had a, I'm mean, going to call it a vision board. I know that's very worldly, but I had a cork board, things that I had, was praying um, to the Lord for, and that I had hopes for, and this was even before we went to Israel, like I had no idea how it was going to happen, but I had a long time desire in my heart for like over 20 years to go to Israel, and I was putting it on it so I could visually see, this is what I'm praying for, or this is what I'm asking you for, these are the things that I honor you with, that are in my heart, and then, you know, if I was reading something, or I seen something that the Lord really spoke to me about, then I would cut that out and put it on the board if that like he was speaking to my heart and encouraging that or saturating a certain area that I was praying over, like, and I seen a literally a picture of it or certain words, um, I would cut it out and just put that on the board or I put certain words. Um, my husband and I were doing some stuff with our finances. Uh, the Lord spoke a word to me and then I seen the words in the magazine that were very similar. I cut the words out and put it on his computer. Like that was our next step. And that's what the Lord wanted us to do next, you know? So that was my way of participating with what and actively, means actively communicating with him and navigating um, through that. And so it can be more than just uh, this wife um, attribute and other things as well. So uh, we thank you for that, God. We thank you, God, for just um, even your words that go forth, God, that are hope, um, that are healing, 
and that are freedom, God. So we thank you, Lord, that those would let that be a part of his vision as well, God. It's a hearing um, and the words, God, your word as it goes forth that is hope and healing and freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I used to have a vision board, actually. I think it's, I don't think it's uh, weird to kind of have an image of what you want in the future. It's just kind of, you know, we have imaginations about what kind of house we'd like to get or whatever. I I did that for a while, but um, I did, I have been thinking a lot about the prophetic words I've received and, um, and the most recent was from a pastor and he was saying he one year he said this the same two things he said i still think it's this he said it's her or somebody like her and uh but it doesn't look like it in the the natural so i'm frustrated and um my eyes are open and i'm just like trying to you know change my patterns and be in different places at different times just to kind of open myself up to more so yeah i'm just really frustrated because i'm very active and um i'm not antisocial or anything and i just feel like it should be easy but it's like it hasn't gone my way so yeah well, when you were talking, I thought of this as maybe the vision board is to help your focus so that you don't get um, frustrated. It's to help your focus to go back on the Lord, right? So the last part of my word, am I saying where the word comes forth, right, written or rhema, of it being um, hope, healing, and freedom. So the Lord, you know, maybe the vision board is helping with your focus so that you don't become frustrated because then when we become like when I become frustrated, I know I'm more in the natural and I don't understand what's happening. And I maybe even like my frustration can lead to discouragement if I'm not taking upon the Lord's perspective and going back to him. But if I don't have the clear focus of what he said or what he's spoken, then it's harder for me to have the hope And the reality of, okay, this is what's happening. You know, I have a friend, my daughter, um, my daughter, I think I told you before when they were in college and I prayed in the kitchen and they were starting to drop like flies. So they were like to get married, they had asked and I had asked all of them, especially the guys um, that wanted to be prayed for. And there was a handful of them, but I had asked them before I usually pray for any gentleman I make sure I ask if they are ready to get married which I know I've asked you this in the past Um, and if they say yes then I'll pray for them but if they're not really ready to get married I just won't pray for them but anyway one of her friends she has two friends that are um, anyway so the one friend I'm sorry because I do my time is short but I do want to tell you this she um, she thought she met somebody, and we all thought it was going to work out, but then it didn't. And then it was just a really, you know, not hard time, but con- a little confusing time for her. And anyways, it just happened to be that um, her, she, and then she ended up taking a job in a different location. Things turned around. She loved her job where she was at, and she's in ministry. She works at a church. And then her boss, which I don't know if he's the pastor or whoever is over her, went to lunch with somebody in the city and said, oh, you, would, you two should meet, right? Like this guy and this girl. 
Um, and so they met. And so now they seem like a really good fit where she's brought him into town not too long ago, you know, and um, we met him and she was very sweet because she actually let us meet him before her parents because I had prayed for her. Okay, so it does come around. It's interesting how the Lord does it and not always in our pattern. But I do feel like maybe the board, like for you even thinking about a lot, thinking about your words, you know, and that you've had a vision board. I mean, sometimes I don't like to use the world's terminologies, but you know what I mean when I say vision board. I'm really talking about things in your heart before the board that you can see. And they're organized, and you can literally focus, you know. Um, So there might be something to that. I would just ask him a little bit about that maybe, you know, inquire um, if there's something there. And then if you start to lose hope, like realize, you know, take those thoughts captive. And, Lord, I I want to keep having hope in you and healing and freedom and, you know, all of those things. And I haven't been able to figure it out. I mean, just. You know, I'm sure you've had plenty of conversations with them, you know, but. Um, would you, uh, would you, know, you pray over that specific thing. word? Yes. So the, the her or somebody and, like her and I. Yeah. I was just going to oh, tell oh, you okay, as far so as well. being ready, I already have a ring. <laughs> yes. No, no. I know you're ready because I know. Um, just been praying for you for a while and I know I I do even remember because I know I wouldn't have prayed unless I asked and I do remember so I know that you're very um, committed and ready so um, so what was the word though specifically because let me pray over it but that he said he said it's either her or somebody like her and then I went and visited with him a year later he prayed, and he said, I still get the same thing from the Lord. I said, okay. And he said, he finished. He said, and if it is her, Jesus is just going to have to tell her. You know, but so it was okay. a good word. I'm just, I just don't see anything Great. that looks like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me pray over that. And I'm going to close your phone line. Thank you for waiting and being patient. So praise God. So um, I know because I do like time to minister to people. So that's why partly why I go first, but I only have one minute left. So Father, we pray over this word in agreement, Father, that um, that your word would come forth. God, that it would not return void, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, let it be active and living and sharper than a two-edged sword, Father God. We thank you for the word that comes forth, that has come forth, Father God, Lord, that it would rightfully divide, God, that it would be um, just as sharp as your written word, Lord, that it would divide the thoughts and the intents of the heart, God, um, and Lord, and, and making the clarity and the precision of the word that clear, Father God, um, to the people who are involved, God, and the people who are it's most needed in a return of the word, Father God. So we thank you, and we set this in agreement, Lord, and we we don't want to ask amiss, Father God. So, Lord, we ask that you perfect our prayers if I'm I'm off, and how I'm asking God, I ask you to perfect that, God, because we know that you have a good plan, and your word says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Lord, so um, as he is asking, seeking, and knocking, Lord, we, we thank you, Father God, and bless that you will present 
Um, just like you did with Adam, you presented Eve to Adam, Father God, and this union that they were fitted and suited together, Father God, that you would present Shannon's wife to him, Father God, and you have someone, Father, in mind, Lord, and in heart who is suited and complements um, one to another. And we, we ask for your blessing on that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Shalom. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.